With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tate Today. Talking sports with friends. We're talking basketball. NBA time and we're on the air. We're ready to clap boards and our crossover's not fair. Uh, throw the ball up in the air. We're giving you the stats. All stars are here. NBA finals end the draft. You know we're here. Hooping on your behalf. College basketball, March Madness B. Ray and Tay got to cover with Hoops B. Yeah, NBA, college hoops. Ray and Tay. Hello, hello, and welcome to this special edition of Ray and Tay. Today we're talking NBA preview. I'm Ray, tall racer. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. Ray is finally here. Basketball's now 10 months a year with the offseason and free agency. But tonight is the tip-off of the 2017-18 season. We got our picks and everything. But I want to ask you, before we get to the standings and rookies and everything, last three years in a row, it's been the Warriors and Cavs. Warriors have won two out of three. Historically, we know dynasties are good for the game. In the 70s, you had nine different champions and the finals were on tape delay. Do you feel as if fans in this new millennium will start to burn out on the NBA because of the Warriors-Cavs dominance? Or is all this player movement making the league more exciting than ever and making the fans tune in more than ever? So it's a good question, and you have a couple things happening here. I mean, this is not very dissimilar from the 80s, where you had the Celtics and Lakers all the time, the whole decade, winning, uh, what they win, 9 out of 10. I mean, until Detroit won, uh, Philly, I guess Philly won one, and Detroit won one uh, in that decade. So they kind of dominated the decade. Um, Chicago won six in the next decade. But... I think people will get fatigued if the finals remain the same two teams. So if Oklahoma City were to go to the finals or if Boston were to go to the finals or if somebody other than those two teams, I don't know, San Antonio, the Clippers, somebody, the Rockets, I think somebody else has got to peek through. So even though you have player movement, which is good, Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota, and and you've got a bunch of interesting things, Paul George going – changing conferences and now you know what would we say like 17 of the top 20 players in the western conference you still need to break through to the to the i think the conference finals and maybe even the nba finals you got to see some new faces i think otherwise the fans will get a little frustrated well we'll definitely see i mean obviously tonight you have the Celtics at the cavaliers the issue and drama with 
you know, Kyrie going there, now Gordon Hayward, and the Celtics have really a whole new roster. And then you have the Warriors getting their rings as they host the new Rockets with CP3 and, you know, a couple of defensive pieces. They traded off half their bench to get him. Um, I want to talk about L.A., though, and the rookies and this rookie class because, Ray, Lonzo, Tatum, number one pick, Fultz to Philly, Dennis Smith Jr., Malik Monk, even our guy, Frank Nilekila, this has the potential to be a great class. But do you think Lonzo Ball has the most pressure of this great rookie class? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Tatum might be the most talented NBA ready. Um, But because of who he is and his dad and the whole UCLA thing and staying in L.A., there's no doubt about it that Lonzo Ball is the – spotlight getter of this of this class now i personally think that he's special i really think that he's special at the very worst if he doesn't get hurt at the very worst he's mark jackson and that was a pretty good career you know a guy who came in what is he third in the nba all time in assists and if he has a very good nba career he could be jason kidd and he has a little more athleticism and, and maybe uh, a little more, you know, get up in his early, early on in his career. If he can fix that shot, he might be, I mean, talent-wise, he might be even more talented than Jason Kidd at the same age coming out of Cal. You know, Jason Kidd spent the two years at Cal. So, look, he's special, but he'll have a lot of pressure on him in L.A., the spotlight – and uh, thankfully, he's got magic, not only a former player, but a former point guard to potentially just put his arm around him and say, look, kid, you know, slow the game down. Not not on the court, right? But off the court, you're, uh, you'll be all right. But yes, 100%. He's, he's, the, he's the marquee player in this draft. No, it definitely is. Um, you know, and obviously, you've got other guys like Josh Jackson, who purely might have the best all-around talent offensively and defensively coming in. And then we get Ben Simmons, Ray, who was a rookie last year, who we did not get to see, just like we didn't get to see Joel Embiid. Um, we'll get to the Sixers in a minute, but I'm, I'm really fascinated to see Ben Simmons play. Do you think he's going to live up to the hype? And have, have we kind of – has NBA fans – really just forgotten about him because nobody's talking about him that much. They probably have. And we have never seen a guy like that. We've never, first of all, he's foreign. So he's got like this international thing to him. Played that one year at LSU, but at six eleven, a pass first creator at six eleven, that's never been seen before in the NBA. Right. We had, he's a great passer talented Great. guys that were above six eight six nine. You know, Magic obviously comes to mind, and there were some other people. But his ability as a as a big man to handle the ball uh, puts him in, in really a special category. We don't know how to. We don't know how to. I don't even know the Philly knows how to use him. But um, you know, hopefully Embiid stays healthy. Hopefully Markel Fultz also stays healthy and can uh, and can be decent. And Dario Sark, I mean, they, they've got a nice little squad. And you know what? Ben Simmons, to some 
in some way this is great, right? Having taken a year off, now he's just like all these other rookies. There's not that much focus on him, right? Because Markel Foles, Joel Embiid signed the big contract. So in some ways it's better because he's not the focus of attention. He's just one of the guys. I agree. Well, let's get to the picks in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, obviously, first off the bat, it's without a doubt. For me, Cavaliers one and Celtics two. They're clearly, you know, the head of the class. Um, we'll do four at a time. Then I got the Raptors third and Wizards fourth. Just because I really, I think they kept the same players. And I think Kelly Oubre and Porter are on the upswing of improving. I think John Wall is going to be in the MVP race. I think he's ready. Um, I could put the Raptors at four and put the Wizards at three, but I just think Lowry and DeRozan are great for the grind of the regular season. Their issue is in the playoffs. Uh, What's your first four for the East? So I actually have the Celtics. Ah, having the best record in the East because that seventh game in a Cleveland, you know, Boston series, I think the Celtics need that game to be in Boston more than Cleveland needs it to be in Cleveland. And I think that between Wade and LeBron and some of the other aging players on that team, I think they might do a Popovich, even though the the NBA is going to try and cut down on that, but they might do a Popovich starting in sort of mid-April and start shutting people down. Yeah, there's no more four games in five nights. That's pretty awesome for these players, man. It is, but you know what? You know how many minutes Wade and LeBron in particular have logged. Uh, D-Rose also, you know, he's fragile. So I think (laughs) Cavs are not going to get 82 games from their players. I think they're going to get 65, 70 games from those guys. Okay. So who's third and fourth? Celtic one, Cavs two, Wizards three, Raptors four. So I like the Wizards. I think they're on the upswing. And the Raptors, you know, we know who they are. They'll win between 48 and 50 games, and they'll be good, uh, but just not great. They didn't do much in the offseason. That's the one team that disappointed me. They kept their team together, but they didn't get better. Well, let's see how Ibaka is there for a whole season. You know, they moved DeMar Carroll over to Brooklyn. We'll we'll see what they do. So five through eight, Ray. Um, This was hard. The Eastern Conference is very much a toss-up from, you know, five all the way down to 15. But um, I went with the Bucs. I think the Bucs, you know, Parker can, you know, stay healthy and and get back and be close to himself. But I think Giannis is going to take that next level. I think next year he'll be a legitimate MVP candidate. I think this year he's on the cusp. He's just got to get that jump shot going. So they're five. The Hornets, Michael Jordan's crew. Um, Malik Monk is going to be a young star for them, and I and I like him and Kemba. Um, you know, Marvin Williams, Kill, Gilchrist is back healthy for a whole year. I think Frank the Tank, Kaminsky will get better. So they're six, seven, this Heat team. If they don't have that slow start during the playoffs last year, and I think they kept their guys better, but Hassan Whiteside and Goran Dragic and Deion Waiters and Winslow getting healthy, I think the Heat are going to be surprisingly good. And then at number eight, I'm doing it. I'm trusting the process. And I think the Philadelphia 76ers are going to make the playoffs in the eighth seed. I believe in them getting Amir Johnson and J.J. Redick. I like their veterans. They brought our guy, James Michael McAdoo, over from the Warriors. He's on the team. And like you said before, folks, Simmons and Bede, I, I think, and Sarge, 
and uh, and Kuzma. I think I think it's time. And remember on Ray and Tay, what two three years ago I said 2018-19 that they would win the championship. So I still got a shot. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? The, the the trend is your friend. The projections are that they'll win 10, 15 games more every year. All right, so my five through eight heat, I actually have the heat at number five. I think wow. that at times they are a really good team, and Hassan Whiteside is the best player nobody talks about. He's really good. I mean, obviously, if you're in, if you're in hardcore NBA circles, he, you know, he gets the love, right. but he's really good. And Dario Sark, uh, I mean, Goran Dragic, your boy from Phoenix. Um, you know, I think he, he's funny because at times you think he's, you know, all-star caliber, and at times he's he's inconsistent. But I just think that now he's settled in. It's his, you know, it's his squad to run, and I really like that. I really like that Heat team. I like your Bucks team. Uh, Jason Kidd's a great coach, and, and he's a great leader. Uh, Giannis, I don't know how much more of his feeling he has, but if he has more to go, let's see it. Chris Middleton is, is um, you know, uh, healthy this year, and yeah. this, team, this team is good. They're just really good. Um, I don't know if they can break into the top five, but I have, them, I have them right there at six. And you know what? I have the Sixers at seven. Wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers give people a run. I mean, they might run off a stretch to win 10 out of 12. Uh, the question is night in and night out. You know, can they defend? You know that they're much better offensively, right? If you add Simmons and Foles to this team, Sarich in his second year, and Bede if he can play more than 31 games. Uh, but these guys, these guys are really good. Look, eventually, talent-wise, they're a top four team. I mean, they're more talented than Toronto Raptors. Um, so right now, though, they're still inconsistent. I got them at seven. And you know what? Number eight, I'm sorry again for the Hornets and the Pacers, and all the folks that are Detroit basketball. I just, for some reason, there's no, there's no compelling story on the Pistons, right? Who's their compelling guy? Andre Drummond. He's good, and they made some changes, you know, on the perimeter. Uh, but Luke Kennard's got to make buckets. Yeah, he really does. But you know that lefty can put it in, that lefty can hoop. Uh, I just have a feeling that the bottom of the East, I just look at the Hornets, the Pacers, the Magic Dogs, I just see that the Pistons maybe having a better home court advantage than those guys and just winning a few more games. I mean, you're going to win. The eighth seed in the East is probably going to win, what, 38, 39 games at most. So that could be anybody. I, I figured it's the Detroit Pistons. Okay. I like that. Well, that's where we disagree right there. We have the same playoffs except for Hornets and Pistons. And I have the Pistons at nine. Um, I like what you said about them. I have the Pacers at 10. I think they're going to be sneaky good. Um, and if Oladipo and Sabonis and Turner are really kind of, you know, developed faster, they got a shot to maybe make the playoffs. Uh, Magic at 11, still developing, trying to figure out an identity with the roster. A lot of talent, though, so they'll definitely be better. The Bulls are tanking. I have them at 12 just because they still have decent, some decent players. I should probably have them lower, but these other teams I think are just worse. The Hawks, uh, 13, our Knicks at 14, and the Nets at 15. Maybe I would switch the Hawks and Nets, but we'll just see. I, I can't trust the Nets roster because they've made some good moves, but there's no real, you know, D'Angelo Russell, I don't know. But the fact that I have our Knicks at 14, Porzingis and Cantor, maybe they can move them up a little. But 
the uh, bottom of the East, the Bulls, Hawks, Knicks, and Nets are definitely, and maybe even the Magic, the four or five worst teams in the league by far. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. So real quick, I don't have that much different from you, and, and we're talking about non-playoff teams anyway. But uh, you know, you have the Hornets in, I have the Hornets out. Pacers are an interesting team. Miles Turner is is another one of those guys with uh, Hassan Whiteside that, that people don't talk about enough, but he's really good. Um, I have the Magic, the Hawks. The Hawks are an interesting team, right? Is Dennis Schroeder ready to be prime time? Is he ready to be, you know, one of these top top guards? I'm not sure. They got Plumlee and Ilyasova. They got a bunch of just kind of people that have been around the block. Kent Bazemore, are you down with KB? Uh, fantasy basketball, maybe. Yeah, uh, they, they they need help. Marco Bellinelli help fill it up a little bit, but yeah, this bottom of the East is really is really not so good. And uh, finally, I, I I round out with the Knicks, Bulls, and Nets, and those are three terrible teams. Uh, like you said, Bulls are in full rebuild mode. Nets still haven't recovered from that uh, trade with the Celtics to get uh, to get Kevin Garnett and and Jason Terry and Paul Pierce. And the Knicks are our Knicks. You know, they're just, you know, other than Porzingis, I hope this kid from France is any good. But if he's not, then we're really in bad shape because we don't have much talent on the team. Enos Cantor's decent. We have the all-international team. Cantor from Turkey, France, Latvia. I mean, we're uh... – We do. We do. Kuznetsova. We got, we got all those guys. Kuznetsova, that's a tennis player. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's it's funny because if you took the bottom three or four Eastern Conference teams, I tell you, I think you still don't have a good NBA team. Yeah, I know that's rough. So just to finish out the East, so going to the um, the semis, I have the Cavs over the Wizards four to two, and then I have the Celtics over the Raptors four to two in the Eastern Conference Finals. I have the Cavaliers over the Boston Celtics, four games to three. Okay. So I have the Cavs over the Wizards. I'm oh, sorry, the Cavs over the Raptors and the uh, – the, sorry, the Cavs over the Wizards in the 2-3 matchup and then the Celtics over the Raptors. So I have the Cavs winning pretty easily 4-1. I got the Celtics winning 4-2. And then the conference finals, I got the Cavs over the Celtics four to three. Even though that game's going to be in Boston, I think uh, the Cavs know how to win on the road. All right, let's get to the difficult conference. This is where the muscles are flexed. This Warrior team will be better. I like the addition of Nick Young. Um, they brought pretty much everyone back except for Ian Clark and James Michael McAdoo. This team is is, is they're just talented. Uh, probably 69, 70 wins. I have the Thunder at two. Love the additions. It's, you know, George and Mello, they're really talented. Um, We'll see how they blend, but I think it's going to work out great for Russell. Spurs at three. They just signed LaMarcus Aldridge. Sleeper is Rudy Gay. I think he'll do well in a Popovich system. And the guards need to step up, but they're going to miss my boy Simmons, who went to Orlando. He's a really good backup guard for them. So they're relying on DeAndre Murray. We'll see what he does. And then I have the Rockets at four. They could easily move up to three over the Spurs, but the Rockets at four. They lost a lot of bench, and we'll see. C3P and Harden, I think it's going to work out, but I think it's going to take some time. That's my top four. What you got? 
So very similar. The only difference is I think I have the Spurs one up on the Thunder. Look, the Thunder could be the could be number two easily, and the Spurs could go down as far as four, five, six, especially because Popovich doesn't care about playoff positioning. He cares about health and playing well going into the playoffs. But I'll go with the Spurs number one. Sorry, the Warriors number one, the Spurs number two. I just think they're a great play, uh, regular season team. And when they hit their groove, unlike – you know, most other teams, only the Warriors do this. They, they'll win 10 out of 12, 12 out of 15. You know, they just go on these streaks. So I'll go War, uh, Spurs 2, Thunder 3 for all the reasons you said. Rockets 4, another great regular season team. I don't know how they'll defend, but I know they'll score. Chris Paul and James Harden, at least on offense, will figure out a way how to score. That's what propelled them last year to 54 wins, and uh, I think they'll be number 4 again this year. I don't know that they can take that formula into the playoffs, but certainly in the regular season, they're the fourth best team in the West. Five through eight. Uh, Thibodeau has got a chance to be coach of the year, potentially. I think this team is going to be way improved. I like Teague and Butler. They still don't have great shooting. I mean, Wiggins and <clears throat> you know, Carl Anthony Towns, that starting five, um, bringing in Taj Gibson is really going to help having that veteran who knows Tibbs' system, him and Butler, two defensive-minded guys. This team is going to win a lot of games that they didn't win last year because they couldn't close in the fourth quarter. Uh, six, the Clippers. Um, look, this European point guard, he, you know, starting the season a little banged up, so I don't know if he'll be there game one. But Milos is no joke. He's a great passer. I think this Clipper team is actually really deep. They just have to figure out how are they going to play. Are they slowing it down? Are they going to go to Blake in the post? Will he be a point forward? Are they going to, you know, there's a lot to figure out without Chris Paul, Reddick, and Crawford, and that's a lot of shooting that's off this team. But I think at the end of the day, Jerry West and Doc Rivers just coaching, will they'll be the 16. They'll be really good. The Blazers, seven, um, they just need more help. We'll see if uh, having uh, Yurkic there for the whole year, if he's going to play as well as he did last year. And obviously, CJ, and uh, who suspended game one, him and Lillard, you know, they're battling for the best backcourt in the league. They just need help up, you know, at the three and the four. And number eight, I'm doing it. I believe in them. I'm going with the New Orleans Pelicans. As I would say, how many Pelicans are out there peddling? Wow. They kept holiday. And now you got a full season of Cousins and Anthony Davis, who's going to be in the MVP race, and could easily win it, especially if they got up to like a sixth seed. But putting Rondo on that team and Tony Allen, this is going to be the best defensive team in the NBA by far, better than the Warriors. And so this I'm fascinated to watch how they play their games. It'll almost be like the Grizzlies of four years ago. Watch out for the Pelicans at number eight. They do need some more shooting. So Solomon Hill is going to have to shoot a lot and some of the, you know, Etwan Moore. But um, this is going to be fascinating to watch the Pelicans soap opera all season. That's five to eight for me. Wow. Okay. Well, look, I got a couple changes, but uh, very uh, also very similar. It looks like we got a, we got a little similarity more than we have differences. But I think the fifth best team in that conference is the L.A. Clippers. I mean, Danilo Gallinari, I think, is one of those guys that had they had him a couple years ago, he might have been able to stabilize. Uh, you know, Paul Pierce is great, but he was 
way you know beyond his prime. But I think that Beverly gives him a little, uh, a little uh, you know, yeah. uh, some defense, some grit. Lou Williams gives them some offense. Then old Gallinari gives them some offense. And if, you know, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin can play big up front, Austin Rivers contributing. And, and, and you know, they got some they got some interesting talent, wing yeah, talent. Nice, like, nice pieces, definitely. Yeah, yeah, your boy Milos is good. And, and obviously Bryce Johnson from Carolina, we'll see if he can if he can contribute a little bit. Montreal, Harold can give him a little bit of beef up front. So they're very, very deep. Um they only have that one superstar in Blake Griffin, and I don't know if that's enough, but certainly for the fifth seed. The T-Wolves, we've been waiting for this forever, but you figure, you know what, this is the year. Tibbs is a, is a guy that knows how to turn teams around and knows how to get them to play some defense because we know they can score, but you figure with, with Butler, Wiggy, and Carl Anthony Towns, I mean, that's, a, that's, that's one of the better one, two, threes. I mean, what is that, top top two or three in the league? I mean, these guys are these guys are excellent. Um, like you said, the Blazers have that great backcourt. We'll see what they can get in the front court. They got the kid from Denver. They've got some, uh, you know, some question marks up front. But let's see what happens. And you know what? You convince me. Usually, I, I'm 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 strong. I'm strong in my game, and and I don't get convinced. But I think you convinced me. I had the Grizzlies, but I gotta admit, now you talk me into the Pelicans. Yeah, let's see, you know. Uh, you won me over because the Grizzlies, while they have, oomph, I, you know, and they brought over, they brought over Simmons and they did some stuff. I just think that now, you know, when I, when I really, really put my mind to it, I think losing, you know, the heart and soul of that team, Tony Allen, it, it's tough. You know, losing Randolph and Allen is a lot. What's that? They lost Zach Randolph and Tony Allen. That's yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. Zebo, Zebo was—you could tell he was like, a, you know, kind of towards the end of his career. But yeah, you're you're right. Both of those guys have been the, the the mainstay of that team for six or seven years. And so, even if you're as talented, which I don't think they are, they what's their identity? You know, who are they? So yeah, I'm I'm gonna say the Pelicans, and I'm gonna say that 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 you know maybe the best young player that people should be talking about is Anthony Davis, right? A couple of years ago, we expected him to potentially buy for an MVP. He's still the same guy. He just needs to stay healthy. Yeah, so just like you were saying, I do like the Grizz, just not enough to make the playoffs. And um, you're right, I don't know the identity. I do like the coach. Tisdale's great. So they're nine. My Phoenix Suns are ten. And, you know, if – Everything blossomed. They could sneak into the playoffs as well. Bledsoe staying healthy is the key. Booker is going to be an all-star, I believe, this year. And then on top of that, you throw in Josh Jackson and then the young forward combination of Chris and Bender. They're going to develop. So watch out for the Suns. 11 is the Nuggets. Millsap going there, I think, is a big addition. Very talented. Denver is a sneaky good team. you got to watch them. The Mavs at 12. Kind of reloaded a little bit, but I think Dennis Smith Jr. is going to give Dirk a little spark and help them. That team will, you know, with Matthews and their different players should be a little bit better. The Lakers at 13, um, yeah, they, they, they're going to get better. But Ingram, Randall, they're still young. Watch out for Kyle Kuzma. He'll probably be first team All-NBA. He's the rookie that could be the best rookie uh, for the Lakers. He's the star already in L.A. And then 14, the Kings. Yeah, oh, he's doing everything. Plus, they got Larry Nance Jr. They're very athletic. The 14 is the Kings. I want to move them up. I just got to see how this works. But I do like bringing in Zach, 
Vince Carter and George Hill to go with their young studs. They have a very talented team. They would make the playoffs maybe in the East. And then the Jazz at 15, look, it's just Joe Jackson. I mean, Joe Johnson and Rodney Hood. Uh, yeah, I like Rubio and all the efficiency stats. Eh, don't believe it. That Rubio's not a winning player. But Rudy Gobert is going to step up, but I just think they're going to be 15. Yeah, you know what? So, so now I have the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Mavs. The Mavs are interesting. They got a bunch of young players. They brought Nerlens Noel over. Let's see if he can resurrect his career. Harrison Barnes. It's time for him to step up if he wants to really be a, you know, a star as opposed to just a, you know, kind of a role player. Wesley Matthews has had his best years probably ahead of him. But Dennis Smith Jr. You said it. Um, this guy is one of the most explosive, talented guys. If his head is right. He's going to be a sports a highlight every night, right? He could be. He could be. Now, does that translate into winning games? Uh, I don't know. Is he like Zach Levine where he just – you like watching him, but he, he doesn't, you know, translate to wins. Uh, you know, no disrespect to, to, to Zach Levine, but he's a fun player to watch. So uh, then I actually have your sons at 12. I'm not sure that this is the year, but maybe next year for them. Uh, I have the Lakers at 13. A lot of spotlight is going to be on, um, obviously, Lonzo Ball. But, you know, I still think their best player is Brandon Ingram. So if he can stay healthy, if he can prove improve his game, he's also a very young player, 20 years old. So I like him. I like them. The Kings I got at 14, uh, again, talent was never their problem. They've been, they've been one of the, you know, sort of average to above average talent, just can't put, seem to put it together. And I think the old guys that they're bringing over are great, but uh, I just think on the court they can't do it anymore. <laughs> they're past their they're past their point of contributing materially. Um, and then the Jazz, you know, I think I think their heart and soul was Gordon Hayward. And once he left, uh, they still have Rudy Gobert. You're right, but ultimately that's that's just a tough team. They may they may go to 13 or 14 or 15, but the Jazz really missed their window when when Hayward left. So Ray and Tay basically say Utah Jazz are singing the blues. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> Let's do the West playoffs. Um, Golden State over the Rockets, four games to two. Um, And then I got OKC, another semifinal, over the Spurs, four games to three. In my conference finals, Ray, I think it's Golden State Warriors taking care of the Thunder, four games to two. Um, You know, I don't think they can push them to seven. What do you got? For me, I have Golden State over the Rockets 4-1. That'll be an easy series. I have the Spurs actually over OKC, only because I'm envisioning a scenario where you know maybe the Rockets, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder win a couple game blowouts, the Spurs win a couple close games, but in the very close games, who does Oklahoma City go to? Right? You, you call a play. Who are you calling for? Is it is it Russell Westbrook? Is it Russell Westbrook creating for, for Paul George or Carmelo? So maybe there might be a little bit of problems to have. <laughs> late game execution. Um, it's a great problem. I have the Spurs over OKC 4 3, and then I have Golden State in a very easy finals matchup because the Spurs will be spent. Golden State over San Antonio 4 1. Okay, you want to do the finals first or the postseason awards? So let's do the finals. We're rolling with, with our momentum. 
I'll, yeah. I'll take it first. I'll say Golden State beats the Cavs, and I think they beat them pretty easily. I think they went 4-1. I think it's a little bit like this year. This year could have been a sweep, frankly. Um, they're just a better team, and I don't know that the Cavs, you know, with Isaiah Thomas and, and uh, Jay Crowder got any better in terms of beating the they, – they may have gotten better, slightly better because Crowder is a, is a wing defender, but I don't know that they – got better vis-a-vis the Golden State Warriors. So I don't know that they're better equipped to beat them. So I got them losing 4-1. to one. Ouch, 4-1. A couple of those games last year could have gone either way. Well, I agree with you in a way, and then I disagree. I think the Warriors are going to win, but I think the Cavs might have their best team ever, and I think they have a real shot of upsetting the Warriors. But I'm going to take the Warriors 4-3, I think Crowder can actually guard Durant and let LeBron get a break and stick Draymond and get some rest during the game a little bit. And I think the versatility of their lineups, listen, Derrick Rose had 17 points a game last year, and you're talking about D. Wade and Isaiah Thomas. This team has never had the type of scoring that they have. Like Dwayne Wade in the playoffs, Dwayne can go off at least a game or two. And Jr. off the bench just being You still a think he can? Fan. Shooting the playoffs, yeah, man. Yo, he's special. That's the third best shooting guard of all time. Respect him, right? No, but you're talking about him in his uh, what is it? His fourth Now he's thirty, season. what? Thirty-four, thirty-three, something like that. But I, I got least, respect. But the three draft, yeah, fourteen season, and he came out so, as a junior from Marquette. So you know, the he's Warriors won, will win two. four games to three. Let's get okay. to the postseason awards. Hit me off first, MVP. Kawizzi, Wizzy, why? This MVP could go to anybody. I mean, there's about five, six, seven people that have a legit chance. I say Kawhi because everybody else splits votes. Uh, LeBron may split some votes, uh, you know, maybe with Isaiah Thomas second half of the season. Taking a br- I don't know if he'll split votes on his own team, but, but some of the pressure will be taken off of him. Um, you know, in Golden State, you got people splitting votes. In, in uh, Oklahoma City, you got people splitting votes. Kawhi Leonard's clearly the best guy on his team, the all-around, you know, best offensive, best defensive player on his team. So I like Kawhi. Well, just like I influence you with the Pelicans, I think you're kind of influencing me with the MVP. I'll be honest, I originally picked LeBron James. As we were going on to the show, I was thinking Russell Westbrook because it'll be more efficient. But I think Kawhi will be one or two in defensive player of the year. And I think He's ready to be more aggressive because Pop is going to need him to be. And not just as a scorer, because I think Aldridge will play better this year, but I think as a little point forward, I think Kawhi, you know, will will have the ball in his hands more and do more. So I agree. Kawhi Leonard is the MVP this year, right? Coach of the year, what do you got? I have the diminutive one. Scotty Brooks, Washington Wizards win 50-plus games. He takes a team that's pretty decent, puts them into the number three spot in the East, dangerous team. Scotty Brooks, Coach of the Year. I'm going to go with Billy Donovan. I say he takes these two all-stars and Mello and Paul George, gets them acclimated to Adams and Roberson and Patterson and, and Westbrook. He makes these puzzle pieces work to get the number two seed and 61 wins, maybe even 63, OKC. 
Rookie of the year, Ray. I'm going to stab at it first. I got Dennis Smith Jr. from the Dallas Mavericks. I was tempted to go with Lonzo and tempted to go with Josh Jackson. But I just think at the end of the day, Dennis Smith Jr., he'll get more points. Dallas needs him. And he's going to be the most valuable poet on MIC in the human highlight film. Watch out for him. The Knicks could have had him. (laughs) Yep, we could. And we went with Frank. But my guy is Jason Tatum. You very rarely have, and I predict the Celtics to, to you know, have the best record in the Eastern Conference. You very rarely have a rookie on a team that's going to win the conference and be a major contributor. But I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think Jason Tatum has a an almost NBA-ready offensive game. He'll do fine on defense. He'll just what do you uh, say, you know, like 17 points a game? Yeah, he might do 17 and maybe grab seven, eight rebounds. This guy is the real deal on a team that's going to finish first in the conference. He's special. He's special. So most improved player, I'm going to go with Chris Dunn. I think he starts to get his shot better. I think uh, in the system that your boy from Iowa State is trying to run, Freddie Hoiberg, it's going to give Chris Dunn a little bit of that street ball, a little, you know, little Providence, a little Connecticut feel to him. And I think he's going to be the player that Minnesota thought that they drafted and they might miss trading him away because Chris Dunn is, I think he's going to be good. That's my guy this year. You know, no list of mine can be without at least one lefty. So my most improved player is going to be Rodney Hood. In Utah, even though the team I think is going to be terrible, I think terrible. I think Rodney Hood will step up, take a little bit of that Gordon Hayward role, uh, rain it from outside. He, he's your typical, you know, D's and threes, and and uh, he can drive to the basket and shoot threes, and he's left-handed. I think he'll have a nice little bump up in his game between his second and third year. You're right, and he stepped up last year. Rodney Hood, he's bringing the hip hop to Utah. I like that. So the comeback player, I think it's Ben Simmons because he didn't play last year, and I think he's going to play great. And I don't know if people will want to give him rookie of the year, you know, and I think it's a weird thing, but I think he's definitely going to get comeback player of the year because we didn't get to see him last year. I agree. We've never seen a guy at his size with his ball skills, and I think he's so unique that he will win comeback player of the year. Six man, I mean, you could throw in Lou Williams, J.R. Smith now maybe. Um, you know, maybe it's one of the Boston guys, Tatum or Brown, whoever doesn't start. But I'm going to go with Eric Gordon because I think Chris Paul makes Gordon better. Um, there'll be some times, because you know D'Antoni, where you have CP3, Gordon, and Harden, the three of them on the court together, just bombing you away with Ryan Anderson and Travis Ariza in the corner. Uh, Rockets are going to score some points, and I think Eric Gordon is, is ready to win it again, sixth man of the year. I'm giving it to a professional sixth man. Not that Eric Gordon isn't, but Lou Williams <laughs> is a professional sixth man. He's, he's not fast. even a professional basketball player. He's a professional sixth man. <laughs> the LA Clippers team will also be able to score and get up and down the court. And I just think that he's just your consummate 15, 16 point a game guy off the bench and he'll win the award. Now defensive play of the year. It's like these guys just keep switching back and forth, Draymond, Kawhi. And I think it's time for 
them to still be on the first team and be in the running. But I think between Rudy Gobert and Anthony Davis, I think you're going to have some other guys contending for that role. And this year, I think it's going to be Anthony Davis. With Cousins being there the full year, he's going to be able to roam more, block shots. I think he's going to stick threes and fours. I think Davis is just going to go berserk this year. And uh, he's my defensive player of the year. I like that pick. I'm going to go with the other guy, Rudy Gobert. He's going to be on bad team, so he's going to have to defend the fort, and he's going to have to keep it real by the rim. And my French sensation, Rudy G., is going to block a ton of shots, lead the league in blocks, be top three or four in rebounds, and basically be the defensive player of the year. You can't go wrong with that. Ray, it's exciting. Another season is upon us. A um, couple of best-case scenarios. If everyone on the Lakers matured and Lonzo, you know, was rookie of the year and played great, could they make the playoffs? Or what's their ceiling? Is it eighth, ninth seed? Could they make the eighth seed? Or they're just the ninth or tenth seed at best? I don't think they can. Uh, look, I think the first six or seven are untouchable. So you're talking about one spot. Can they beat out the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, and the Nuggets? Um, and your Suns, actually, you had the Suns pretty high, uh, you know, in that just missed the playoff spot. So I don't think so. I, I just don't think so. I don't think they have enough talent between, you know, Randall and Ingram up front with, uh, you know, Kuzma, the, the rookie. I just don't think day in and day out that stacks up to the other teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, I would say their ceiling is at best probably at, at 10. Uh, another one, Ray, real quick. Um, <clears throat> if someone had to make the finals, give us another finals prediction that's not, not Cavs and not Warriors, two other teams from the East and West. Right. So I think in the East, you've got to say the Celtics are the only other team that really is, is, is worthwhile talking about. Maybe in a, in a Hail Mary if somebody gets injured, the Wizards. Um, and in the West, <sighs> Spurs Thunder. I mean, flip a coin, right? You had the Thunder, I had the Spurs, but that's the only other team I could see in the West doing it. So I, I'll say Celtics Spurs. Okay, I would say Celtics Thunder. Um, it could be interesting. And you know, you're definitely going to see interesting seasons from players like Wall and <clears throat> Anthony Davis and stuff like that. So, here's my question: Ray, anything else? Any crazy yeah, well, upsets without all these predictions? Huh? Without all these back-to-backs, are we? And and this notion of not sitting guys is that going to be better for the playoffs? I mean, obviously the fans are going to enjoy it, but are people going to get injured more? Um, you know, they spread out the season a little bit. That's good. And on the other hand, they don't want people sitting, uh, especially for national televised games. So do you think there's going to be more injuries, or do you think this is just going to play out like any other NBA season? I think it will be like any other NBA season. I do think the players will be fresher. But I think the technology and the analytics show that you got to monitor guys' minutes. So even someone like LeBron, who still led the team league in minutes last year, his minutes will be way down this season. Um, he won't play as much in fourth quarter, especially if they have the lead. Um, but I think it's going to be just 
a very entertaining season. Look, we got crazy storylines from the Sixers and Celtics and Lakers, these, you know, teams of the 80s, you know, can the Pistons improve and make the playoffs? What's going to happen with the Heat and Withers? And then, you know, the West Coast, will any of these young teams develop? Uh, the Timberwolves going to gel. All the teams that made the moves to catch the Warriors, there's so much. And just the Celtics-Cavs dynamic. And Kyrie Irving. There's a lot of pressure on that young man, Ray. Gordon Hayward is lucky that they acquired Kyrie because it took the pressure off of Hayward. And I think we're going to see sort of the poor man's big three in Hawford, Hayward, and Kyrie that can turn into the rich man's. Eventually, that big three will be Tatum, Kyrie, and uh, Hayward. So I'm, I'm excited. Strap up the boots. Let's watch, you know, the NBA season. You got the playoffs tonight in MLB, but you got to watch the tip-off of the NBA. Uh, TNT doubleheader. So everybody and enjoy. And I also want to see one last thing I want to see is if this rookie class lives up to the hype. Now, <laughs> we won't see it in one year, but we'll see it in three, four years for sure when they're around signing that second contract. Uh, but let's see if this rookie class that was hyped for three years – you know, since these kids were juniors in high school, if this class... Live up to 96 and 03 and 84. Yeah, I don't know if they have the star power at the top for that, but certainly they have the depth. They might have, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine all-stars eventually. I think you're right. It should be fun, Ray. Everybody lace them up and clap boards. We are out. Let's go. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.